This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, my friends. Really excited to have you here for today's podcast episode. I'm doing another Q&A episode, and honestly, these Q&A episodes have given me life, so I think I'm going to do one more after this. I think it's a great opportunity. I literally just dropped a post on Instagram, and I was sharing, I was asking the question of what would you do if you never gained another follower, listener, subscriber, and so on in your business? How would you show up differently? And I just wrote a really nice post. I'm actually going to tag it in the show notes, even though it's it's relevant, but also not relevant to what I'm about to share. But I was just considering one of the ways that I focus on nurturing my current audience is finding different and creative ways to connect with them. And I feel like doing Q&A episodes like this really give people the opportunity to ask questions and have them answered, especially if maybe they're not interested in doing a one-on-one reading. Maybe they don't have the resources for that right now, or they just really want to be anonymous in the way that they receive information. And so I really enjoy these episodes because it's nurturing my audience and building relationships in that way while anonymously supporting them. And also it's just so good for me as someone as a sacral generator who obviously is designed to respond to things and also just me having a completely open throat center. I noticed that when I have something to talk about, especially when it comes from my environment and I'm being invited to share, it just feels like things flow really easily and there's like such intuitive guidance that comes from that. So I just want to thank everyone who has been submitting questions and I'm going to leave the link in the show notes as well and it'll be available to drop questions in it until it's not so that's that's how I'm gonna do this so anyways we're gonna dive into a couple different questions today and the first one I want to dive into is someone was asking me what blows your mind the most about these tools so obviously human design and gene keys and what is the biggest learning or lesson that I've had from these tools so I would say that I love human design and gene keys because I feel like it is the biggest opportunity to be inclusive of people there's no like I don't think I've ever had I've had similar flavors of conversations let's say when I'm doing readings or creating content or just having conversations in general with others about human design and gene keys but every single person is so unique and I feel like this is such a beautiful tool to use as a tangible example of like, oh, you have this definition or you have this openness. This is why X, Y, and Z, essentially. However, I love to do my best to keep it nuanced because then I feel that that really gives people to have fluidity with how they show up and how they express themselves overthinking that they need to do things a certain way or be a certain way or feel limited by their design like I really believe I can take any limited aspect that somebody may believe about their design whether it's human design or gene keys and just be able to position it in a way where it can actually be a strength and it's funny because some might see this as like positive toxicity you know but the thing is I really think that if everything is connected 
even the most ugly parts of us will have beauty in them. And even the most beautiful parts of us will have an ugliness to them. And it's really about having this compassion and understanding of like the humanity of that. And it's so funny because obviously as I say this, like I'm fucking living my 36-6 in my conscious sun and then my 6-6 in my conscious earth, right? The highest expressions are literally compassion and peace and humanity. And it's all about this like the loving of people. So I feel like the biggest lesson that I've learned is that human design and gene keys has helped me really connect with my intuition and the way that I explain things and share things with others, like when it lands for them, it, it more than not quite literally ends up being like an, an affirmation or a confirmation of what they were thinking, what they were feeling. And I just feel like that's such a gift and that's such a privilege to be able to have that kind of impact on someone so that they can feel supported. And so I just love that this can be a really positive and empowering tool to use in life, in business. And obviously, I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship. So this is why I choose to use this with entrepreneurs, focusing on embodiment, because I believe, and I've said this so many times now, that transparency is literally the most sustainable thing you can ever do. So if you're just going to walk around and be yourself in your life and in your business, then how can you possibly fail? You know what I mean? And I, I know failure is necessary, but like in all seriousness, if you just get to be yourself, then there's nothing more that you need. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because as I say that too, that's literally my radiance coming out, which is Gene Key 10. The shadow is self-obsessed. The gift is naturalness and the city is being. And the, the naturalness and the being, if you have this Gene Key or this, this gate, not in your Gene Keys, but in your human design chart, it's all about human behavior and it's all about, you know, because it's in the G center, it's sense of direction, lovability, identity. So this, these are the things that I'm like really passionate about and I can kind of like go down a rabbit hole with this, but I really love that question because it just gave me this sense of reflection of like, Kayla, why are you using these tools? Like, why are you connected to them? Like, why, why do they feel special to you? So I really love that question. So let's dive into the next one and I'm really looking forward to this because it's kind of a long question but I think that it's going to be a great conversation and I think that it's going to show you how you can take different parts of your human design and gene keys and bring them together and contemplate them in a way this is obviously like a huge thing that I love to do with people so this person is a 5-1 sacral manigen and one of the things I will say, and I'm going to be specific with this just because I think it's important for anyone that can speak another language. This person is Greek trained as a life coach. And I love this because I have never seen, and I don't know if this person talks about human design or gene keys in their work, but I've never seen human design in Greek. And so I think that anyone who is doing any level of personal development and coaching and you're bilingual, trilingual, and so on, and you can share this work that is primarily in English in another language, like, I don't think people understand the importance of this impact that you get to make in the world. And I don't think people see the specialness in that because it's like, oh yeah, I can speak French, I can speak Portuguese, I can speak Greek, I can speak Italian, whatever it is, but it's like, that seems so normal to you because it's like a fish doesn't see water, 
right? So I feel like that's just, I just want to share that reminder to anyone they can speak another language. And if you can share the work that you're doing in multiple languages, that literally just means that you get to support more people, which is like fucking phenomenal. So the big question here is around selling and gaining clients. And it's really, there's a couple aspects that were shared with me that I want to dive into that I think are really great. So the first thing I want to talk about is the importance of a sacral being sharing what it is that lights them up. So it's really obvious that I love human design and gene keys. This is all I talk about on my podcast channel. I get multiple emails a month for people to be interviewed on my channel who want to talk about spirituality or their book and so on. And I say no, because it has to be about human design and gene keys. Like this is what I love doing. And I'm not doing it because I think I should, because I fucking love it. So when it comes to sacral beings in particular, just because that sacral energy is all about doing what lights you up, doing what excites you, when you're genuinely excited, it becomes easier to share. And selling is essentially sharing. It's hard to share when you're not excited about what the fuck it is that you're doing. So that's like the biggest thing. And the other thing, it's beautiful because I had this conversation with my client the other day and I was just sharing how, you know, when you want to put something out there, the very, 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 very first fucking thing you have to do is be incredibly connected to the value of what it is that you're sharing. So whether you're a sacral being or not, like really deeply knowing and believing, like these are the things that I've done in my life that have made a difference for me. This is why I want to share it. This is why I believe in it. When you're like so connected to the source of what it is that you're sharing, it's fucking palpable. It doesn't matter if you're a sacral being or not. Like people are going to feel that energy. They're going to feel that excitement because it's contagious. The happiness and the joy that people have when they share the work that they love is contagious. Why do you think you're all listening to my podcast channel? Because I love talking about this work. So it's like, of course I want to come and sit and listen to Kayla because she loves what she's talking about. And then I get excited because I'm thinking about the things of myself and my business and so on. So that's like the very first thing that comes before anything else when it comes to like looking at someone's human design chart or their gene keys and so on. But there are some things that I really wanted to dive into that were shared with me. And that's looking at the culture sphere, which is 9.1, the pearl, which is 14.3. And there's a couple other ones as well that I'll talk about. But actually, the first one I want to talk about, gate 26 in the ego center, which is undefined and I believe unconsciously defined as a gate. And uh, I think that one of the things that people don't consider is like, oh, we look at our definition and like this is where we're meant to share from. But I also think it's important to look at where we're not defined. And so 26 is reaching for 44. So 44 is in the spleen. And this channel is known as the channel of surrender. And it's also known as the entrepreneurship channel. So you hear a lot of talk about people like being really good at sales or being really into entrepreneurship or knowing like who would thrive in certain positions and roles and so on in terms of like being a leader and so on. So, or teamwork and collaboration is what I meant to say. And also leadership. So when we look at whether the gate, so 26, whether it's conscious or unconscious, if it, when it's reaching to an undefined gate, this is what we call a mental conditioner. And this is what we call, it's a space because it's open and available to be conditioned, 
there can be this energy that we're picking up from there and it might be the shadow of that gate that's actually showing up more than the defined gate itself. So for example, what I find really interesting is that the shadow of 44 is interference. We have the gift of teamwork and then the city of synergy. So when I look at the word interference, I find this fascinating because it's like, what is interfering you from selling and from sharing? And then if you look at the, if you look at the center itself, the spleen is all about safety. It's all about security. It's all about your intuition, physical awareness. So it's like looking at this center of like, okay, in this splenic center, where, what am I interfering in terms of my intuition, my safety and security that's preventing me from connecting with others, creating teamwork and teamwork in the sense of like co-creation. So again, coming back to Gen, if you are somebody who loves creating things, like you've got that sacral energy and you just have this consistent energy to do the things that you love doing, teamwork, co-creation, they go hand in hand. And so again, when you're connected to the value of the thing that you want to, sh to share and sell, the teamwork comes into you connecting with your audience. That is a teamwork. Me recording this podcast episode and sharing it with my podcast listeners, that's a teamwork experience. And then we come into synarchy, which is like removing the hierarchies and looking again further into the collaboration and being shoulder to shoulder. So it's like when you when you share and you sell these things in your business, how can you be shoulder to shoulder and be sharing your joy from this place? And it's beautiful because this also ties into the 26, right? So 26 is the shadow is pride. And then we have artfulness and invisibility. And so pride is obviously pedestaling ourselves to think that we're better than oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm better, I'm whatever, okay? And then when we get into artful, it's just being more considerate. And again, this flavor of collaboration tying into it. And invisibility means that it's not just about you. It gets to be about everyone. And this is why you look at the connection, this channel of surrender, it is the surrendering. It's the surrendering to the pride. It's surrendering to the interference that we have and being considerate of like, okay, how can we create synergy and how can I not be the center of attention, but then the impact of this, right? Especially because the heart center is all about commitment. It's about integrity. It's about desires. It's about resourcefulness. Then these things get to become present. So I kind of wanted to tie in the human design aspect right of this this gate the mental conditioner 44 looking at the whole channel as a whole and really i want to now lean into the gene keys so the culture sphere specifically is who you are designed to connect with as your fractal line this is who you're naturally going to call in when it comes to the like-minded souls the like soul sisters soul siblings whatever you want to call them, that you know that you're here to collaborate with in order to make a bigger impact in the world. So 9.1 is the gene key in this sphere. Gate 9 is found in the sacral center, reaching for the root center. So I always like to consider this flavor of energy where it's like, okay, we're into the creative life force energy of doing the shit that lights us up and brings us pleasure and joy. So that's definitely going to be present in this gene key. So Nine is about alchemizing inertia, determination, and invincibility. So I find it really fascinating that 
I'm going to tie in the five one profile now. The five one, and I magnetize five ones like it's my fucking job. I just need to say that. I've worked with so many five ones and I absolutely love it. Five ones are here to investigate and find all the things and create a lot of stability and structure and foundation in the work that they do so that they can embody this and share the solutions, mentorship, leadership, and power impact as a five. So when I consider the profile of your human design and really look at inertia it's like where are people feeling stuck where are they not doing the things that they love doing because that's the nine is in in the sacral center and how can you leverage the curiosity of inertia and how that can actually generate determination to gain momentum right because if you look at the that channel, because it is reaching for the root, there's going to naturally be this pressure to move, shift, and change things. And then when we come into the city of invincibility, it's like, okay, you know, inertia is like being stuck, but invincibility is like, you can be stuck, but you can also be fluid. Like there's, it's just unleashed. So this, this energy is like, the people that you're really calling in are those who want to be unstuck and really be unleashed in how they show up and how they want support. And then the way that you're going to do that is through sharing what lights you up as a manifesting general generator, sacral being, right? And then even further, it's like, okay, what are the solutions and life experiences that you have that you can share as a five line? So I think that this is really beautiful because when you consider the line, so the one line in the culture sphere, this is about individual. So the one line is again ties in beautifully with even being a 5-1 Manny Gen because it's like the one line is about foundation it's about security it's about really figuring things out knowing a lot of things having a lot of wisdom right and there's a there's a massive level of unique creativity and starting ideas so I'm really curious to know if there's ideas that you're afraid to start because those are the ideas that are going to call in the people that you're designed to work with and once that connection happens and then you look at, okay, this is, this is what lights me up. This is what I want to be talking about. My sacral's lit. That is also going to magnetize these people to you. So this is something that I find so beautiful, how we can look at the human design chart. We can look at the centers. We can look at the gates. We can look at the gates it's reaching for and then looking at the gene keys and the spheres and the lines, Right. The other thing I wanted to dive into with this question was the pearl, which is 14.3. So 14 is the shadow is compromised. We have competence and bountiful. The pearl sphere is ultimately just the consequence of embodying your brand, your culture, and your vocation. Like this is like a, it's a consequential thing that simply opens up that comes with prosperity and simplicity in the now of who it is that you're connected with and who it is that's in your community because ultimately the pearl sequence is all about your community, your people, and being of service. So when I look at 14, this gate is known as the gate of power skills. So the three line is about celebrating. And I feel like even just taking the consideration of the three line and how you show up and how you share and sell, celebrating the people celebrating when people experience movement from inertia celebrating people having that determination yes i'm talking about the culture sphere but this is like the prosperity and the celebration that you can bring together because the pearl and the culture sphere are obviously connected so when we look at compromise 
again, like this is the opportunity. Like how can you guide people with what lights you up as a manigen, bring them the solutions as a five one and show people this is where you're com- you're compromising. This is where you're holding back. How can we find competence in what it is that you already know and who you're already being and what prosperity is present? And the, literally the consequence of that in itself is bountiful. Abundance is present. And then we're celebrating the abundance. So I hope that I went really deep into this one because I just, I literally had to like take notes and like see the gaps and be like, okay, there's a shadow here. There's this center, there's this gate, this channel and so on. And I think that this is really important, you know, coming back to that culture sphere again, one of the things that I wrote down is the one line is all about creating ideas, releasing ideas and driving these ideas into the collective. What are those ideas? What inspires you as a manigen? Right. And even if you're not a manager and you're listening to this, maybe you have some similarities in terms of the nine or the nine or the one or maybe the gate and and so on in another sphere. Still visiting this and looking at the layers of your human design and gene keys will make a really huge difference for you. So the next question we're going to dive into is how to embody my gate point. Sorry, my gate five point two as my life's work in brand sphere. So gate five is found in the sacral center got a lot of creative energy going on in today's conversation and it's also the shadow is impatience and then we have patience and timelessness and what I love is that this person also asked about gate 35.2 so the two line in the gene keys is all about passion relationships partnerships self-expression and so I think that that's going to be the biggest flavor so when you consider your life's work and your brand is really showing people how to passionately live their life and really show up and pursue what what it is that lights them up. Again, because this is tying into the sacral center. So when we look at the life's work as a two line, this is known as the dancer. So this is all about being fluid, being lost in the movement and having that self-expression. And it's really it's really giving others permission to change how they shift and move and have fluidity and express themselves in their life, right? And so it's so interesting because maybe people are impatient or maybe you experience impatience and how you feel like you want to move, but it's a matter of being patient. And it's so beautiful that the highest expression is timelessness because timelessness is just simply beingness. There's no agenda. It's just floating. It's just there. It's presence, Right. And so this is so beautiful. Like I really have this visualization of a dancer, like of a of a ballet dancer who's just like prancing across the stage and there's just movement and it's so graceful. So I feel like this is something that's really beautiful. And when we look at it from a brand perspective, which is coming off of the pearl sequence, actually, before I dive into that, I just want to share that as a conscious sun energy and coming from your life's work is like this is what you're here to do. How can you have fluidity and grace and, you know, make an impact through self-expression with patience and timelessness and really alchemizing and having that grace for impatience. And again, tying this into that sacral center because that's where that creative life force energy is coming from. So when we look at it from the brand sphere, this sphere from this perspective of of prosperity and, and the pearl is that you're really here because the brand sphere is all about like selling your slice of truth your version and your experience of life and what it is that you're doing because again it ties into life's work right so the two line again is known as passion 
an image. So what that means by image is that you're really here, like you're here to represent a level of authenticity in the way that you show up. And so when it talks about image, it's about giving up like, oh, I need to look a certain way in order to be recognized because the two line does also tie into recognition, right? It's not you forcing a certain way of being and showing up a certain kind of way in order to be seen. Your brand and how you're designed to make an impact with, you know, you selling your version of the truth, you showing up in your business is quite literally you simply being yourself and allowing people to recognize you for that. And there's no, there's no seeking of, I need to be seen. I need to be recognized. I need to be known that I'm valuable and worthy and so on. There's none of that. It's a letting go. It's a letting go coming back again to the fluidity of the dancing. So this is how I would interpret the five from, and it, you're going to see the similarities, right? So you're going to see this from the life's work. And also when you look at the two line from the brand sphere, like this passion, this dancing, this self-expression is all present. But really the life's work side is like how you make an impact with people. And the brand side is also how you make an impact with people. But if you look at it, it's coming from this lens of prosperity, right? So it's like, the prosperity of it could be how you generate health and wealth and your own self-expression through your business or the work that you do but there's prosperity in all of that so it's the embodying of the naturalness of your image that is going to tap into that prosperity while the life's work is really going to be about how you impact others and the common challenges and themes that you experience in your life so that's just to give a little bit of contrast between the two of them being in the same sphere so now we're going to talk about the 35, 35.2 in the evolution and vocation. So your evolution, this is your conscious earth energy. This is like what grounds you in life. And this is quite often like the challenges that you'll experience. So the shadow of 35 is hunger. Then we have adventure and boundlessness. So 35 is found in the throat center. So this is again going to tie into that self-expression and it's reaching for the emotional solar plexus so when we look at the shadow of hunger i want you to imagine like it's so funny because sometimes these words with human design and gene keys they just don't make sense like you really have to see them from a different lens like hunger and desire when these words are are shadows you're like what's wrong with desire like there's nothing wrong it's just i want you to consider the story behind the word hunger so hunger is really this insatiable experience coming from the lens of scarcity this is how I see this. And when we look at the gifted adventure, it's like, okay, well, with whatever is present now, how can I enjoy this? How can I create an adventure from this? How can there be an experience from this? Right? So imagine if you go on a vacation or you're traveling somewhere and it's like, okay, I only have seven days and I really just wanted to be here for three weeks and I don't get to be here for three weeks and I really wanted to stay longer. That's an example of hunger. When we look at adventure, it's like, all right, we have seven days, what are we doing? And the boundlessness is really just a consequence of the willingness to live that experience fully, right? So I hope that that kind of gives this contrast. So again, I love this. We're talking so much about the two line. The, the two line here, again, in the evolution sphere is passion and relationships. So again, it's going to be about expression. It's going to be about the connecting with others. It's going to be about authenticity. And it's going to be really about learning from relationships. So 
this is going to like your experience in relationships and being connected with others will teach you how to catch your negative patterns before they can be outwardly expressed. So one of the things that can happen with passion is if you think about it, someone can be passionately angry. And if you look at the two line and other spheres in the gene keys, you'll see that this sort of anger and this sort of outburst and this unconscious awareness of the impact that a two line has on other people shows up a lot, especially in the Venus sequence. So really looking at, you know, okay, when I am hungry and I am like, coming from this lens of scarcity and I'm being insatiable how am I showing up in my relationships how am I showing up with my connections to people in my business right that's really going to show you how you can create an adventure how you can vocally express that adventure because this gate lives in the throat center so I think that that's really powerful so when we consider now we're going to move into the vocation so the vocation is the unconscious Mars and this is the start of the pearl sequence So again, with the two line, the two line in the vocation sphere is known as marketing or the agent. So all of the line expressions in the Pearl sequence are all about synarchy and collaboration. And the metaphor that's being used is are the different roles that it takes to bring a production to life. So you have the agent, you have the marketer, you have the script writer, sales, that kind of thing, right? So two line in the vocation sphere The vocation sphere is what has become your core talent because this is like the biggest thing where you experience aloneness. So it's like, oh my God, I'm I'm insatiable. I am alone in this experience. You know, this the reach for having adventure is not present. Like it just the the unconscious Mars, that that wounding is revolves around the Mars planet, is in particular. It's about what you're passionate about, but it's also like the immaturity experience that you have in life right? So this insatiableness may have shown up in immature ways in your life. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how you're designed to live and learn. And so this is really the biggest area of opportunity with when it comes to the Mars planet. And so when I talk about immaturity, I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it again, the way that I like to talk about immaturity is like a seed has been planted and it is not yet grown, right? Because we can look at when we're gardening or we're like, we have our plants and it's a little baby seed. It's still immature, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? So marketing, this is again, coming into the energy of self-expression, partnerships, and, and, and when it comes to relationships, it's about getting things connected to the right people easily through the passion that you have. So there's an interconnectedness here. The partnership aspect is very present in the vocation so when you look at your core talent of alchemizing hunger into adventure and boundlessness it's like how can you connect with the right people that are going to allow you to fuel and co-create and bring into expression adventure and boundlessness and and the kind of work that you do right so it's really it's really about connection this is like a really big theme in this line in this particular sphere getting connected to the right the, the right ideas with the right people. And it's it's really going to tie into recognition as well again, where it's like you are able to recognize the right people and the right ideas and bring that connection, bring that passion together. So then you're recognizing them, they're recognizing you, and it gets to be this co-creative experience. So I hope that that brings you clarity. And I love that I got asked to talk about the same gene key in different spheres with the same lines because there's still going to be a different kind of conversation, right? And this is me sharing without knowing in depth 
what this person does in their business, but we've chatted in the DMs and I feel like you are a very passionate and expressive person. So I'm really curious to know how this lands for you. Final question that I'm going to answer today is about gate 26 or gene key 26. So I want to read this almost verbatim because I think it'll just bring more clarity to why and how I'm going to answer the way that I am. So the question is, is it possible that words of some city, so the highest expression of the gene keys or gates can trigger some wounding? Let me explain. For example, my purpose is 26. The city is invincibility. And then we have the gift of artful and then we have the shadow of pride, right? So when I first saw this word, I thought, right, I feel invisible my whole life. So this is part of the nuance when I literally just talked about hunger and desire. I'll talk about this as well. So I understood that maybe I'm not aware of how much impact I have in the life of others or that I can do things without expecting applause. Of course, I love contrast and the fact that in light is some darkness and in some dark is some light. So it's like the nuance of this gate and those the the frequencies right so curious about your insights on this when it comes to and I kind of talked about the 26 earlier but I think that this is something that's really interesting like let's say with the uh the shadow of desire okay desire the way that I explained it with hunger is like this desire is this like insatiable experience where you want more and more and more but it's not coming from a place of abundance so when we look at 26 and be considered pride, it's like only it, it actually really ties into the shadow of 10, which is the self-obsessed. So it's like being only considerate of oneself, right? So the 26 in the shadow side, because it's in the heart center and the heart center is about resources, integrity, commitments, drive, desires, and so on. In the shadow expression of pride, it, there's this manipulative energy that can show up. And it's like, oh, well, this is how we're going to do things. We're going to drive people to do this and this so that I can have X, Y, and Z, right? So that's kind of the shadow expression of 26. When we look at the the city, for example, of invincibility, or not invincibility, invisibility, I like to think of when, like, let's say, for example, if you're with a group of friends, you're having the time of your life and a stranger, a complete random person looks over and sees this group of friends. They're going to see the group of people. They're going to see the collective. They might notice one or two people or so-and-so because, oh, they have blonde hair, they have blue shoes, whatever it is. But the invisibility, I like to see it more as a collaboration, the interconnectedness. And this is how it can tie into the resourcefulness of the heart center is really looking at sustainability. So an invi invisibility is like, how can, how can everyone be visible at the same time? Rather than you not being seen, it's how can everyone be visible? Because when everyone is visible, then invisibility is present for each person because they're all being seen together. So it's like we rise together. Like this is this is how I'm interpreting this intuitively. And so in terms of validating the experience of like, you know, how the cities can trigger, trigger wounding 100%. If that's triggering, that's completely valid. I would never say, oh, you're wrong. You shouldn't be thinking of it that way. I actually had a community call the other week. I'm doing the Venus retreat right now. And we were talking about the second line in the purpose sphere, which is uh, the accuser. 
So that's the shadow side. It's the accuser. And in this conversation with these people that I've never met before, we started talking about this and how triggering it was to be called an accuser when, for example, this person was sharing that they have actually felt like they've been accused much of their life. And so I came into this conversation and I was sharing and I thought, you know, the accuser, I think, can be more seen from the lens of what I talked about earlier, of this like the two line having this intense projection or outburst of passion that is coming from a lower frequency of anger, frustration, disappointment, and so on. And so the accusing is a projection of that negative energy. It doesn't mean that you're someone who's shitting all over other people, right? So it's, it's again, it's shifting the interpretations and looking at the fluidities of like what these words mean. Because when we started having this collaborative conversation about having a shadow side of the accuser, as an unconscious two line in the purpose sphere that became triggering for some people in that conversation. And I was like, yeah, I also don't want to feel like I just run around and unconsciously shit on people, but it's through the work of the Venus sequence. And it's like, you can become aware of the unconscious parts of ourselves so that we can consciously choose to show up differently and notice when these patterns come up. So I hope that that answers your question. And I think that anyone that ever feels triggered by any of the words when it comes to the gene keys or human design, I think that it's valid. I'm just always going to say it's valid because if I said, oh, well, that's silly, then I'm not being considerate of the experiences that that person has had or what that word means to them. So I think that this is, again, really important. Like what I talked about at the very, very, very beginning of this episode when I was saying how... I'm committed to always creating an empowering context when it comes to the gene keys and human design. And that doesn't mean avoid doing the inner work. Like when we, when I had this collaborative conversation in this, this call with the Venus sequence and people were getting triggered by the word, the accuser, it became a collaborative conversation of what is actually coming up? What does this actually mean? Like, what are we making it mean? What could it mean instead so that we can continue to, because this is the purpose of the Venus sequence, open our hearts, address the wounding of our inner child, and really be able to approach life and relationships and our purpose in life, because we're talking about the purpose fear, with unconditional love. So I hope that me answering these questions, I know they're super specific, and just you can even listen to it from a far-sighted perspective of like, how can I apply this to my business? Like, how can I choose to interpret these frequencies of the gene keys in a way that will leave me empowered and have clarity in my life and in my business. So if you love this, this conversation around the gene keys and human design and looking at how you can apply this to your business and how you can show up, I want to invite you to check out the gene keys business guide. And this you will find in the show notes. And this is actually have not fully announced this yet but it's a 92 page customized PDF that dives into your entire golden path of your gene keys with all the lines, all of your gene keys and all of the nitty gritty of the pathways with specific questions that will get you thinking about how you can apply this to your business. And I love this so much because I honestly believe from the bottom of my heart that this is a tool that people can revisit over and over again, no matter what season you're in in your business. And you're going to be able to come back to trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, looking at your own life experiences and coming up with the answers and the clarity that resonate with you. So 
definitely check this out. I have a pre-sale that will start December 7th and then it'll be open to the public on the 14th and there's a special pre-sale price. Even if you're listening to this after December, which is when pre-sale finishes on the 31st, it's still going to be available. And there's going to be even more opportunities to bring in human design and gene keys together where this specific offer is focused on the gene keys. So definitely check out the link in the bio. I'm also going to have the link there to leave questions and I will have that open if I'm ready to answer questions and I'll close it when I'm done. But that's always going to be there. So if you listen to this months or years later, just see if if the question box is open because I love doing these questions like I shared. So I want to thank you so much for listening and I would really love, of course, subscribe to the channel so that you can continue to get this content and learn and contemplate and infuse this into your life and business. And if you can just take a moment to leave a quick review on Spotify and Apple, it takes like two seconds to swipe the stars. And if you want to leave a written review, that means even more to me. And I really appreciate that. But what you can expect is more episodes, more amazing conversations and collaborations. So thank you for listening and I'll chat with you in the next one.